Match Day 5 is done, and we are here on the World Cup Day, talking all things World Cup for that day. I'm Boris, and today I am joined by Phil. I live here. Help me. I'm trapped. Yep. That's pretty much how it feels. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Feels like day 500, my friend. Yep. It really does. I think, yeah, I think the weekend will just like naturally reset itself. Uh, that's kind of how I'm feeling. But uh, yeah, today just felt like a weird day. It's just, uh, but been a busy day, though I've done nothing except for watch football. But so go figure, right? Yeah, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. I've had it on in the background, and um, I'm more eager about tomorrow and tomorrow's matchups. But such is life. You have these days where you just gotta watch some footy. Exactly, where you just gotta power through and uh, see what the day gives you. All right, so let us get right to stuff. Not much in the ter- in terms of news today. You know, today was a pretty slow news day. Thankfully. You know, I, think I can that's... say this. I can say that after yesterday's Canada game, there's been some investigation into the referee. And apparently he is or has been suspended in the past for being involved with match fixing oh, and missed go. calls. There you go. So apparently he's already suspended right now is what the news articles are saying. So somehow FIFA just decided that, yeah, he's qualified. I don't know what the process is, but seems like there's a lot of odor around it because almost all the pundits and all the ex-players are saying Canada got robbed on two calls. Yeah. so That seems to be the majority of the news. But it's always hard when you're a supporter of that team, right, to kind of take that Mm -hmm. stand. Yeah, I I look at it with a grain of salt, but, uh, you know, apparently people are upset. It's... Calls get missed in soccer. It's exactly. footy. It's exactly. not the end of the world. Won't be the first time, won't be the last. Exactly. All right. Uh, Ronaldo is the first player to score in five World Cups. Say what you want about him. Even I say a lot of negative stuff about him. Uh, but that is quite the feat when you think that the World Cup happens once every four years. Well, he's the first man to yes. do five World Cups. Christine Sinclair... Has done it, and Brazil's Marta has done it. Yep. So he joined some elite company there. To say Good the for least. Him. Yeah, to say the least. All right, let's get to the games. The first game of the day was Switzerland versus Cameroon. So this match, I was watching, and I have to say that Cameroon looked a lot better than I thought they were going to look. Uh, they were fast. They were passing well. They were defending well, but there was one thing that they couldn't do. That is score. Once they got to Switzerland's half, it's like all the creativity just left their body and they forgot how to play football. Yeah, we've seen that before. Maybe not from Cameroon, but hey, I I kind of was thinking something like that would be the tagline of this game because I had no doubt about their athleticism. It just comes down to the finer points, right? You're either going to be a team that's not very good at scoring or a team that's not very good at defending. There's going to be something where your midfield's going to be garbage. Pick one, maybe two if you're really bad, but you don't get here and be really bad. So Exactly. That's, that's the thing, right, that people we have to remember, right, that these are some of the 
co- collection of the best players and most of the best teams in the world. Um, there is a lot of debate how teams get selected, but we'll save that for another episode. Uh, so, yeah, so that's essentially what happened. But then, you know, right out of the gates in the 48th minute, Mbolo scored for Switzerland and he did not celebrate. And the reason for that is because Cameroon is his nation of birth. Uh, Shakiri did a lot of the work. He did a beautiful sliding cross and Mbolo just, just tapped it in for the goal uh-huh. to put Switzerland up one to nothing. Shakiri, he's the guy in the MLS. Doesn't he play for um, Chicago Fire? Uh, yeah. I like to call him lovingly Shakira. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's that. That's basically how the game went. Cameroon have now lost their last eight World Cup games. They really need to improve up front and score if they want to continue in this tournament. That seems to to be the gist of the analysis. That seems like, you know, the 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 tail of the tape for them. Well, I can tell you, they're probably going to have a pretty tough time because when we get to it, if, they're, if the, the remainder of their group doesn't look easy. <laughs> I think Switzerland was their opportunity for three points if there ever was one. <laughs> right? To say the least. <laughs> to say the least. All right. So let us go to the second game of the day, South Korea versus Uruguay. We were both kind of hoping, wishing that South Korea would inch this one out, but you know, a tie, a draw for the for South Korea might be considered a win. A draw for Uruguay might be considered a loss. Yep. You know, it's it's a good result and the group's wide open. Yep. You know, uh, I, it's I like these nil nil draws like we had yesterday too and whatnot in in our group, being Canada. But yeah, it just leaves the group wide open, which makes it more fun, in yep. my opinion. It just means that there's some other chances of things happening that might produce some dynamic results. Yep, that's exactly it. Was that's it kinda... an exciting game? I didn't really pay too much attention. It was all right. To it. it wasn't the best, but it wasn't uh nothing nothing stood out in my opinion. Right. So it was a grind, a little yep. bit of a grind. Pretty much. All right. No biting. Us, so that game ended nil nil. Let us move to the third game of the day, which is Portugal versus Ghana. Uh, you know, Ghana's they're fighters, right? And Portugal has a lot to prove. Ronaldo has a lot to prove. Yep. Ronaldo, you know, at a club level, he's looking for a contract right now. Um, and <laughs> and so this game was a you know had a lot of subplots in it, but the first half was pretty evenly matched. I would say that Ghana looked a lot better than I thought they would look. Portugal, mm-hmm. they seemed frustrated for the most part. It's kind of, is that kind of how you saw stuff? Yeah, very, very much that way. I was surprised with the athleticism of Ghana. Well, not surprised, but I was impressed, put it that way. Yeah. And then it just kind of felt like exactly that. Portugal were knocking at the door and trying to figure out the combination. And then, yeah, second half, they they put the key in the lock. But that second half. Here's the thing about the second half. Yes. Portugal took the early, like the lead first in the 65th minute via a very interesting, interesting PK call. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> let's just, let's just say that, right? So uh, Ronaldo is brought down. It, to me, it looked like a 50 50. Some people yeah. can make the argument that 
a foot was stepped on, but it looked no more nefarious than what happened to Larea yesterday. Yes, exactly. Um, and with Larea, I think it was much clearer on different angles that there was a like a foot step. There was actual contact. With this one, I don't know how many replays I've seen of it that are magnified. And you're still like, what exactly? Like, ugh. and it's Ronaldo. Yep. I, I hate to say it. The guy is strong as, a, as an ox. He is ripped. But he also, we've seen him live. Right? He's yep. played at BMO Field. And I couldn't believe how big he was and how fast he was. But part of his game is going down. And if you're going to go down somewhere in the box might get you a result that you're going to be very happy about. Especially when reputation and name prevails with some reps, yep. right? So Ronaldo yep. goes exactly. down, scores easily in the 65th minute to put Portugal up one to nothing. A lot of people were thinking that was going to be it. But on the 74th minute, Stadium 974 went crazy. Um, IU draws the match level for Ghana. Ghana won, Portugal won. Holy shit, we've got a game again. Yep, they were right back in it like a nerdy shirt. Yep. Here's an interesting thing. Minutes later, AU, the guy who just scored, was sent out. He was uh, substituted out in the 76th minute. As he's literally high-fiving his, his bench, and people are congratulating him from the bench, at the bench for his goal, Jao Felix makes it two to one Portugal in a, another interesting. Like you know, I would have loved to see a, cu- a couple more camera angles of this. Uh, some people could easily say it's offside, but you know we're we're kind of left to the camera angle gods. Oh FIFA, oh Qatar, twenty twenty two. They have the best technology when they want to use it. Yep. <laughs> Like, exactly. apparently there's a sensor in the ball. Exactly. And like, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's, like, they could have easily, like, FIFA could have easily sent word to the press box saying, we checked it and it's all good. But no, they leave stuff in the air. And that's what gets to me about FIFA. That's what gets to me about the refereeing is, you know, they leave room for people to create their own narrative, their own conspiracy theories on what's going on. Yep. Well, because there's probably something going on. Yeah, well, exactly. Where there's smoke, there's fire, especially when it's FIFA. Where there's smell of green, someone's passing money in a paper bag. Yeah, well, where's my brown envelope? Yep. All right. <laughs> 80th minute, Rafael Liao makes it 3-1. to one. That's that. 3-1 to one for Portugal. You think. You think. You think so. You think so, yeah. right? All right. Yeah. The Black Star struck again. This time it was Bukhari's turn as Ghana makes it 3-2 to two in the 89th minute. We once again have a game. But here's the funny part. And I noticed this on a lot of the games today. And we've been talking about this. But today it's like the directive changed. Stoppage time. This game, the second half, when it's 3-2, when it's exciting, when there's a chance that Ghana can tie it, when the Black Stars can make a, you know, a triumphant comeback, <laughs> we only get four minutes of stoppage time. Go figure. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing. The inconsistencies, even though we've heard Sorry, the nine minutes. Clip. We got nine minutes. Nine here. minutes. Nine minutes. Yeah, yeah. With so all the I goals, thinking... you know, with here's the thing. With all the goals, we got nine minutes. Sorry. 
9, 90 plus 9. Here, but here's the thing. With all of the goals, with the explanations that we've been giving, given, I feel like there should have been, could have been more. Yeah, that's true. Um, I apologize for that, too. I thought in the back of my head it was 9. But um, the issue for me was... Ghana was trying to pressure the ball and they whistled it. Like it just, it felt just like it was done. And I know that there was gas in the tank and, you know, we're in Fergie time at that point because there's been a lot of posturing in the game. So extended time could have been extended another minute or two without um, really any complaint. Like the fans weren't screaming. The fans weren't whistling as much. Not at least not that I heard. Agreed. Agreed. So that's how the game ended. Three to two Portugal. Tough one for Ghana, in my opinion. Yep. Portugal the man. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's jump to the last match of the night, which was Brazil versus Serbia. Brazil, the heavy favorites to win this World Cup. Serbia looking to play spoilers. And the first half, you didn't know what was going to happen in the second half because by the end of the first half, we were square at zero and Serbia was, you know, they were defending. I th- I feel like Serbia's game plan was, I don't want to say park the bus, but <laughs> park in the bus not to let Brazil score. Uh, they know who they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, if we don't put the bus here, there's going to be a lot of goals going in. So, you know, it's kind of what you have to do. The only issue with Brazil is the athleticism. Yes. You know, because the first half, you, you come out of it and you go, well, that's that's a win for, for Serbia. Yep. They, they they didn't get scored on and um, going into the half and then the second half. All right, let's talk about these goals. Both goals scored by Richarlison. First goal, pretty nice. That happened the 63rd minute. Brazil kept pressuring. And, you know, here's the thing that scared me about Brazil. And it, they, it kind of reminded me of the way that um, Spain played yesterday. And that's they just, in the second half, went from first gear to fifth gear. Yeah. They, all of a sudden, the intensity was dialed way up. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, to be honest, going back to that uh, one comment I need to make on the Portugal game, was the second goal that I saw... It was like Portugal wasn't even trying at that point. Like they yep. were just like, it, they were in auto mode. And yep. in this one, the way it relates to this is that that second half, <laughs> like Brazil, were just like, yeah, this is what we do when we score well. Like this is this is how we do it. <laughs> like it yep. was like no effort, just done. We're going. Yep. Because that second goal, man. Hoo-wee. I yep. don't know about you. But I think we're going to be seeing that goal for a long, long time on highlight reels. That second goal was insane. That second goal, the 73rd minute, Richarlison controlled of an AKS Jr.'s low cross. He swivels and mid-flight launches a scissor kick that flies into the bottom corner. Holy shit. Most likely, we've seen the goal of the tournament. Maybe the goal of the year. Maybe the goal of God knows what. But this one's going to be on many highlight reels. We're going to see this one on the FIFA highlight reel. FIFA, the video game yep. that is, next year. Oh, probably tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised with the way the technology is moving now. But, yeah, it was it was a thing of beauty. It was a fun one to watch. Um, you know, it, it's, it's the biggest goal so far in the tournament. Maybe it will stand as the biggest goal of the tournament. 
Until Canada scores. Yes, for us, personally. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> uh, so 2-0, Brazil, Richarlin. Really, it's Richarlin, Richardson 2, Serbia nothing. That's the scoreline that I'm yeah. going to read. All right, Phil, we got a special guest. We're going to jump to that as we preview tomorrow's games. All right. All the way from the other side of the pond, it is a very good friend of the show, a very good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, someone who I've been, uh, you know, we've, we made a friendship through footy, pies, and wrestling. And it's my good buddy, David Brightly, all the way from England. David, how's that going? Oh, Boris, what a pleasure to see your happy, smiling face all the way over here in the UK, mate. Thank you for that introduction. Really, really appreciate it. It's great to be talking with you, particularly about a subject that is very close to my heart. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that's the, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, footy is so important to me, and I think a lot of people have been noticing that with these shows, right? And yeah. I've kind of hinted here and there, right, how important footy is to me, Um so when this World Cup, I was iffy with this World Cup, you know, the yeah. elephant in the room, right? Understandably um, so. But I came to the conclusion, and I talked about this a couple days ago, where it's, you know what? This is the time to talk about these issues. Why are we going to just hide it, further hide it? Let's confront Qatar. Let's confront FIFA. Let's talk about this stuff. This is the time to talk about this stuff. And, like, that's why, you know... Me personally, I'm going to be next week opening things up for a charity, um, you know, and and, and we're going to continue talking about some of these issues. So, David, before we talk about the big match tomorrow with the Yankees, with the former colony, I want I got to ask you, how do you feel about this World Cup? Like, is it like, you know, is it is it like other World Cups? Is it, um, you know, par for course or do you kind of feel a little slimy watching this World Cup? Well, it's all those things, Boris. I mean, bear in mind this corruption and all this hookiness, if you like, the want of a better expression, stems back to 2010. Yep. When Blatter, Blatter took the bung, Blackboard Blatter and Platini. Platini seems to get forgotten about, but he was he was hugely influential in this. You know, there was the two the two um, World Cups that were announced that were both hooky. So it goes back as far as that. Then you couple on all the stuff that you've eloquently spoken about, the Human Rights Act, the stadiums, the the disrespect of females, the way they live over there. You've got all of that. And all of that is put... And, and then for us, um, it's in November, the World Cup. I've never known, uh, you know, the first time in November. But I'll go on to that because there are some some advantages stemming out of that as we've led into the football. So, no, it's not a normal World Cup. No two ways about it, Boris. It's not led into a normal World Cup. However, taking away all that, as long as that doesn't get swept under the carpet, all the stuff you've talked about, and it is down to people like us who podcast, who, who, who you know, will look at the game with deep, passion and deep regard and care about the game yep. i mean i go every week to football sometimes it's non-league football sometimes it's my local club peterborough united sometimes if i've got an extra mortgage i'll go to a premiership game <laughs> um but you know what i mean by that yeah. um you know i care deeply i have done since i was nine and i'm 50 <clears throat> years old now um 
but no, it's not been a normal World Cup. However, redeeming feature, Boris, I've really, really enjoyed the football that's been played so yes. far. I have as well. And, and, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, and we're really seeing it with, you know, the, the everyone's calling it like the shocking surprises. But I'm like, yeah, okay, they no, are on paper. On paper they are. But when you actually no. look at the game, you look at the technique, you look at the world um, and, and, and how popular football has gotten in different parts of the world, yeah. it, all of this makes sense. A perfect example is here in North America, right? You knew that this was going to happen in yeah. North America, right? Like, let, let, let's focus on North America because that's what I can talk about the most. Mexico was the powerhouse for the, how many years? How many years, right? And no one else could could come near them. Then, you know, FIFA awarded USA 94, and from that, the MLS stemmed. Now you start seeing that homegrown talent getting that, uh, that playtime. That homegrown talent with playtime then started getting contracts overseas, whether it be Europe, whether it be in, in Mexico, whether it be, doesn't matter where, but they were getting playtime on first teams around the world, getting that experience, bringing that experience back. All of this is the long way of to say that countries like Canada, and I think yesterday's game against Belgium proved it, countries yeah. like the USA have caught up to the Mexicos here in CONCACAF. We have caught up to the Belgiums of the world, right? So it's a much level, it's a much more level playing field than it was even 10 years ago. I'd agree with that to a point. I think um, Belgium were absolutely awful last night, which gave Canada a chance. And bear in mind, right, I'm not, I'm, I'm semanticing here, but the Canadian penalty came from a corner that if VAR... You know, what was wrong with the VAR guy just saying in the ref's ear, mate, that's not a corner. It yep. was one of the most blatant. But, I'm, I'm, again, semantics. Yeah. Back to your bigger point. The Germany, right, I'm going to, I called this to my normal podcasting partner, Stunning Sean, on our pre-World Cup preview. I said, don't be surprised if Japan beat Germany. Germany are not the world force they once were. That team is in disarray. And it's hilarious. Um, obviously, being English, yeah. that, that to me amuses um, amuses me. The USA the USA performance for forty five minutes they were absolutely fantastic. It's got me very nervous for tomorrow. Um, however, they almost folded like a pack of cards once Wales got the Welsh dragon spirit and got up and at them. And I do not, and I think the American weak link, if they don't change it, will be the keeper. Hope, hopefully I'm proven wrong over the course of the tournament. But I, th I was very, very impressed with um, the USA's performance in that game against Wales. Um, you're, you're looking to be... Uh, befuddled at me now, but I don't rate the American keeper. I'm really, no, really I agree. sorry to I agree. Uh, a lot of people agree with that sentiment, right? And then there's the whole MLS versus Europe uh, argument, right? Like, a lot of people want to bring that up, but those are just people who who, in my opinion, just don't like the MLS, right? But if you look yeah. at, at the, uh, what actually happened on the field, MLS people scored. I don't consider Gareth Bale an MLS player. Um, when I say an MLS player, I mean a homegrown talent, yes. right? Um, so that that's a debate for another day. So let's let's 
let's talk a little more about England. What did you think of their performance overall against Iran? Because I'm seeing two very different narratives. There's people who say it's coming home. There are people who are saying, you know, we played well. But then there's people who say we played well, but Iran got two cheeky goals. Right. You know already, you've set me up here because you know already my opinion on this. Um, I'm firmly in the... They played 11 wine waiters. With all due respect to Iran, this is what gets me about the World Cup format of qualifying. To me, it should be the best 32 ranked teams in the world. You can't tell me that that tournament is better for having Qatar and Iran in it when Italy are sat at home. Albeit, everyone knows the qualifying routine, but... You know, it can't be the best football-playing nations in the world. But I digress. England's performance um, against Iran was what it should have been, with the exception of they should not. They should not have conceded twice. One or two good performances. The fact that all f- there was five players that scored for England and one of them wasn't named Kane is a big, big plus for that squad. Um, allegedly the latest over here in England this morning as we record this is Kane's going to play against the USA I would wait out Um, I don't like Southgate you know I don't like Southgate I'm one of the many many that are turned well I I never turned against him I've never wanted him as as coach of England I wanted Eddie Howe who's now pulling up trees at Newcastle and doing a wonderful job at Newcastle he was my first choice and still is when Southgate goes, um, he's not. He doesn't play enough flat. It's unfortunate that Madison's injured because he's got an excuse not to play him. You know the issues with Jack Grealish are well documented. Um, the fact that Foden didn't start, um, I was quite surprised about. I'd like to see him start against the USA because I think he will cause the USA back for trouble. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, it was a perfunctory performance. It was what the, the six goals were a bonus because I have a feeling USA and Wales will both stuff Iran and it will come down to at the end of the tournament who's beaten Iran by more. Yep. Which so England have done themselves a favour. Big time. Harry Maguire. Is he in the starting eleven against the USA tomorrow? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But like, who who would you replace him with? Let's just assume that you know you would replace him. Sorry, Ben White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great that's a great choice actually. All right, so let's talk about the match tomorrow. You are facing <laughs> the USA. You know, yep. it's always a fun match, but, you know, if this was even 15 years ago, I'm sure would have, you would have been feeling a lot more comfortable. How are you feeling on the eve of this match against the USA? I'd take a draw now because I think we'll beat Wales. Yeah. I'd take a point. If you offered me a point, a one-all draw, um, now I would snap your hand off, Boris. I was really, really impressed with the US in that 45 minutes, and it shows what they're capable of. It shows how their football has come on in leaps and bounds, Boris. And yet, I think if England have a go at them, if England play attacking players and you know run at the US as Wales did in the second half for about a 20-minute period, they have the USA on the back foot totally. Um, but England have got to play like that, and they've certainly got to play like that from minute one and not allow the USA a foothold in the game because if they do, that team showed they are more than capable of, of scoring once, twice, maybe, you know, what, God forbid, from my perspective, 
um, you know, they're, they're capable of taking the game away. I think it'd be a boating game. I really do think. I think it's going to be edge of the seat stuff. It's going to be, um, uh, you know, it's going to be nerve nerve shredding. Um, but yeah, Boris, I think I think it'd be a good game. Could be game of the tournament so far. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game for sure because this game, in my opinion, will determine who wins the group. Yes, yeah, yeah, I do. I think, I, but a, a gut feeling just tells me one all, and so both teams are. In it. I do genuinely think it will come down to which to, to everybody's results against Iran, and I think now because England have put already put six past them, yep. the pressure is on when when the US and when particularly Wales tomorrow morning. Now I can't see Wales scoring. Six. I can't see. I can see. I think Wales will beat Iran, but I don't think it will beat them by many, which will allow the U.S. the foothold. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. All right. So there you have it. David says one point. He'll be happy with one point, but of course he'll take the three. Before I let you go, exactly. Before I let you go, we're not. We haven't seen every team just yet. We're recording this as the first game on today ends. Now I have to ask you. Who has impressed you the most that you've seen? Um, well, you can't look past that Spanish. That Spanish performance last night was fantastic. Because yes. Costa Rica are no mugs. No. Um, it's not they weren't playing in Iran like England where they weren't playing the guitar, guitar. And the beauty of it is their next games against Germany, if they play like that against Germany, then Germany are gone and Spain are through. Um, I was very impressed by I called early doors my, my team that will win it. I think the fr- the French will retain, um, and I can't see past France at the moment. Yeah, agreed. I'm very interested later today to see Brazil. Um, they're the odds-on favorite, but I don't I don't buy it. I just don't no, buy it right now. I do. I and agree 100 percent with that. 100 percent with that because they've not got enough world-class players. Um, even England have got. You know it. Let's put it like this, right? If we were playing Brazil tomorrow, I'd fancy us more than I do against you guys. Oh, sorry, you guys. You're sorry against the North American team. Sorry, I, I, I sometimes forget. You know that you're you're hey, I am American. Matt and I are American. Just remember that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, but you've moved. You've yeah. moved. To, you live in a civilized yeah. country now, don't you? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. There you have it, David. Thank you so much. We're going to have you back before you face Wales, uh, before this, you know, before we uh, determine the group. So thank yeah, you so be much. Pleasure, Boris. I'd it's love been to. it's been a pleasure. You look great. Hopefully you feel great. We'll chat very soon. Thanks, Boris. Take care. So we were supposed to have a second guest. Um, you know, this person, good old Chris Keem. Uh, he's in Qatar. I was really hoping that we could chat about, you know, his experience so far. He's been attending a shit ton of games. Um, awesome for him. He got a little busy today, so we weren't able to connect. Uh, he was celebrating Thanksgiving in Qatar with a bunch of Sammers and other American supporters, which leads me to say happy Thanksgiving to our American mm-hmm. friends, listeners, compadres. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Be safe, enjoy, and uh, be thankful. Yep. All right. So let's talk about the games tomorrow. Let's quickly run through the games and talk about the main event. Wales versus Iran. Let's uh, chat about this one real quick. Ooh-wee. Well, it's Wales' turn to try and, you know, take lead in the group, I guess. Yep. 
really Iran's well, the punching bag at this point, right? And that's what David and yeah. I were talking about. Iran's the punching bag. Who can score more against Iran seems to be how this group is going to be determined because this group is going to be topsy turvy, right? So who can yeah. score the most against Iran? Right now, England is up by quite a bit. They're at plus four against Iran. So, you know, we'll see what's going on. Yeah, I expect a low scoring. I, I I don't know. I think maybe a modest score. Like, I think Wales will win it one or two nothing. I don't think they're going to run it up. Yeah, I think that's that what they're, I'm thinking. They don't have the flash and the sizzle, but they do have the work ethic. Yeah, so. yep, exactly. All right. Qatar versus Senegal is next. Uh, well, Senegal, come on. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. <laughs> don't know what the score is. Don't care what the score is. But Senegal is going to win. Next game, Senegal Netherlands won versus... one nothing. one Senegal. All right. Netherlands versus Ecuador is next. Uh, Netherlands all day, all night. But Ecuador may surprise them because they were rusty in that first game. And then the switch got turned, so I don't know. You know, it depends on if they're cooking or not. We'll see what happens. They could be flat. Apparently, I've heard some complaints already from the players that there's more games more frequently with less rest uh, for these opening rounds. Sure. And then the main event, we've talked about it already on the show. We talked about it even today earlier with David. Um, hoping to get Chris to talk about this game after the fact. But let's talk mm-hmm. about England versus USA. I think this game will determine who wins the group. I think, honestly, I think England's going to win, but it's going to be, it can go either way because the USA impressed for 45 minutes. If the USA that played Wales in the first half shows up, USA can win. If the USA that showed up in the second half shows up, England is just going to stomp right over them. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very decisive, uh, this is is the group, I think, at this point. Whoever wins this has is going to go on to have a really good chance. And if, to me, if USA wins, they're going to win the group, most likely. But if England wins, then USA might be in trouble. Yep. Because Wales is creeping along, and then you're going to see the collapse of the states. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope it stays competitive. And we either get a, a small win by a small margin for either team or a draw. Yep. All right. That's essentially what I'm thinking as well. So let's do this real quick. Let's take a look at the standings now that we've gone through the first round of games. So Group A, Netherlands is up with three points. Ecuador is up with three points. Gold difference is the big difference here. Senegal third, Qatar fourth. Group what do you think of that? Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, Qatar. That sounds about right. <laughs> Group B, England, three points. Wales, one point. USA, one point. Iran, one point. Seems about the same. And again, yeah. tomorrow's games are going to really determine stuff. This is when stuff starts looking a little topsy-turvy. Group C, yeah. Saudi Arabia, three points. Poland, one point. Mexico, one point. Argentina, one point. Argentina one point or zero points zero they point. lost. Sorry, zero yep. points. Yep. That's the shocker. Yeah. That's the shocker. But I don't know that it's gonna last. Like here's where the next like this round the stage of this round gets interesting because I want it desperately to remain 
competitive because I want the last series of games in this in this in this round to mean something. Yep. And that's honestly where we're going with this. Group D, France, three points, Tunisia, one point, Denmark, one point, Australia, zero points. Yeah, well, I think France is yeah, yeah, cooking with gas here. Group E, <laughs> another one that looks different than what I thought it would look like after one game. Spain, three points, Japan, three points, Germany, zero points, Costa Rica, zero points. I think, what was it, Germany went out in the last World Cup? Or the yeah. one before in the group yeah. stages, so... I think Germany have a problem right now, and I think they're better than what they're showing. Group F, Belgium, three points. Croatia, one point. Morocco, one point. Canada, zero points. Who earns? It's crazy. <laughs> the praise that Canada is getting. Um, yeah. Some of our media friends were are sharing stories that in the press box, Everyone was asking them questions about Canada, the Canadian players, et cetera, et cetera. They see Canada honestly seems to be the talk of the town right now. Yeah, I think we represented well. It's just a shame about the result. That's yeah. all. Like like yesterday, my heart still hurts, but uh, it still beats. Group G, Brazil, three points. Switzerland, three points. Cameroon, zero points. Serbia, zero points. I think it's going to stay this, this way throughout the next two games. Yeah. I think uh, we've we're getting a clear indication of where it's going to fini. Yep. Group H: Portugal three points, South Korea one point, Uruguay one point, Ghana zero points. Yeah, that was yep. predictable. <laughs> I, I think Uruguay has more in the tank, but maybe not. Maybe not. Right? Maybe, they are a little. Maybe older. they're a bit too long in the tooth. Yep. You know, maybe a little bit. The age is starting to creep in there. Suarez, maybe, you know, kind of stop biting people. Seems to. Lost his edge. Yep, exactly. All right, that is everything for today, Phil. It's becoming a tradition. What's for dinner? Oh, I think I'm going to have a nice bowl of soup. For soup? My what type of soup? Throat. I am going to have, I think... Cream of mushroom. Cream of mushroom. Hmm. Interesting. I love cream of mushroom. I do too, but I need to coat my throat. You know what I mean? Something yeah. warm. And yeah, you are feeling the, a little uh, sick. Matt's feeling a little sick. Man, a lot of people I know are sick. My little nephew apparently woke up sick. Uh, my friend Kim, sick. A lot of people I know are sick. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm knocking on wood that I'm not actually sick. I'm just feeling it. Because sometimes you know how when you get really bad acid reflux, yeah. which I am an old man now, so I, I don't hide that. Um, sometimes your acid reflux can come up and scorch your vocal cords. If it happens a lot, you need to go see a doctor yes. and get medication for that. But occasionally I find that maybe twice a year, it happens to me. And this morning I had an episode and it happened. And I'm like, ever since then, I'm like... Yeah, I'm hurting, and as well, the air is really, really dry in my house. Yes, that that's a huge thing right there. All right, Phil. So, what are you is, having for dinner? What am, I oh think yeah, you have a birthday I cake. I, I have no idea what I am doing tonight. That's why we're recording earlier. Have so many potential plans. We'll see which ones actually come to fruition. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll see if we have a show tomorrow. Oh, I'm. you know what? Well, let's hope we do. 
But don't be surprised yeah, it's, if that's this space it. is empty. <laughs> but just in case we don't get to it tomorrow, tomorrow I'm banking on pretty, pretty happily Papa John's pizza, man. Nice. Very nice. It's Friday, right? It seems to be like, yeah. what are we going to order in type of day? Yep. To Papa John's. All right, Phil. Right. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully you feel better. To our American listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you spend it however you spend your Thanksgiving. If you are alone, if you need to chat, send us an email. We're always willing to listen. That's what we do here. You can talk to my wrestling people. I always return messages. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a, I know how this time of year can be. It's uh, pretty difficult sometimes for, for people, uh, but just, uh, you know, and, and to anyone else, check on your friends. Make sure everyone is doing well. Uh, stay safe. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Phil and myself, Boris, thank you. Good night. And stay tranquilo. No more turkey and gin. <laughs> Shut up.